Good morning. Today is Tuesday, April 26, 2022. This Wednesday night and Thursday is Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Memorial Day. Yesterday we sent an email concerning a community-wide virtual program that's taking place this Wednesday night, plus a remarkable Zoom program that we are putting on this coming Sunday night. And I urge you to participate in both of these events, as well as other commemorations and events surrounding the Holocaust over the next number of days, if you did not receive that email, please let me know, and I'll be happy to send it, send it to you. Uh, we sent out that email yesterday. Yom HaShoah, of course, is observed by a large spectrum of our community. And, as I mentioned, we need to work hard to expand and to continue that wide participation and consciousness going forward. At the same time, on Yom HaShoah, we will not see the entire Jewish community represented and participating. And that's because there are two fundamentally different approaches to memorializing the Holocaust. And these different approaches are reflected in two different dates that are chosen on which to commemorate. Most of the modern Orthodox world, and I would say most of the wider Jewish world, observes Yom HaShoah this week, Wednesday night and Thursday. Emil Fackenheim, famous Jewish philosopher, called it the 614th commandment. The rest of the Orthodox world, the so-called yeshiva world, the Haredi world, the Hasidic world, whatever terms you want to use, usually will commemorate the Holocaust on Tisha B'Av, the ninth day of Av, the fast day during the summer that commemorates the destruction of the first temple, the first Beit HaMikdash in Yerushalayim, the second destruction by the Romans, as well as other catastrophes in Jewish history. Now, this is not a clear split because there is some overlap of observing those two dates. And we at Adath commemorate both. What's interesting is that each side of this debate is critical of the other. And each side thinks that they are the ones who are maximizing the observance of the Holocaust, and the other, by choosing the other date, is minimizing the Holocaust. So 
it's fascinating that there is this debate and each side thinks that they're doing the best to commemorate while criticizing the other group. For example, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein writes that the proper observance of the Holocaust is on Tisha B'Av. And by commemorating Holocaust, the Holocaust on Tisha B'Av, we show how great, terrible, and catastrophic it was as it stands alongside the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, the greatest catastrophe in Jewish history, in its momentous magnitude. And that's why we show the greatest reverence, the greatest appreciation of the horror of the Holocaust, the greatest way to memorialize it by including it in Tisha B'Av alongside our greatest national tragedy. And to dedicate a separate day like Yom HaShoah would denigrate the Holocaust. Of course, that's not the intention of those who do it, but, but his point is that we designate a day as a mark of a tragedy when it is a local tragedy. That's when we designate a specific day. And that's happened throughout Jewish history. To commemorate Yom HaShoah on a day when it's commemorated by itself is to belittle the significance as if it's only a local event and does not achieve the national and historic proportions that Tisha B'Av is meant to commemorate. And that's why, according to Rav Moshe Feinstein and many others who follow his view, it is more respectful, more significant to save, to reserve Yom ha uh, the Holocaust memorial to Tisha B'Av and not to dedicate a separate day for it. Emil Fackenheim, on the other hand, writes that a distinct day to commemorate the Holocaust is necessary to recognize the unique features of the Holocaust. It's not just another pogrom. It's not even just the biggest pogrom. It's not just another persecution or even the biggest persecution. Rather, the Holocaust is sui generis. It is in a category by itself. And therefore, to recognize the uniqueness of the Holocaust, it must be commemorated by itself and not folded in to commemorating other national tragedies. And, according to Fackenheim, to commemorate the Holocaust on Tisha B'Av, along with those other tragedies, is to minimize it. Okay. Fascinating debate. Continues till today. So if you're not going to choose Tisha B'Av, 
Which day do you choose? And this is a bit of a complicated problem. On April 27, 1951, the Israeli Knesset declared that the 27th day of Nisan this year, Wednesday night and Thursday, is to be dedicated as Yom HaShoah Umered Hageteos, the day of commemorating the Holocaust and the ghetto uprising, referring to the Warsaw Ghetto. Later, the official name of the day became known and is known today officially as Yom HaShoah V'Hagvura, a day commemorating the Holocaust and heroism. Now, the choice of that specific date was intended to commemorate the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. That uprising began on Arab Pesach, the eve of Passover, 1943. Well, clearly, Yom HaShoah could not take place on that date, the eve of Pesach, and therefore the 27th of Nisan, just a few days after the end of Pesach, was a compromise. It was a date during the uprising of the Warsaw Ghetto, a few days after Pesach is over. And for many Jews, that selection is a problem. The first is that this date allows Yom HaShoah to be followed one week later by Yom HaAtzma'ut, Israel's Independence Day, which also is not coincidental. It was intentional. And that is meant to make the connection between the Holocaust and the State of Israel. And for some, perhaps many Jews, that is a problematic connection for several different reasons. Religious, theological, ideological. It's complicated, but it is, for many Jews, a problematic, overt connection. The second problem with choosing this date is that the clear message in choosing this date, and this was verbalized as it was being discussed, is to select the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising as the defining event of the entire Holocaust. This is the event through the prism through which we will view the Holocaust by commemorating it on the date that is connected with that Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. In the words of one writer, 
who participated in this de debate, the, the choice of this date was to redeem the character of passive victims. The idea that somehow Jews were passive and went to their deaths as sheep, which it's a, I would never use those words and I don't think that, that that's true, but one hears this type of comment being made and choosing this date of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising is meant to, again, redeem the character of passive victims. Again, I don't want to identify myself with that with that quote. I'm just sharing with you how it was framed at the time in, in, in choosing this date. But the question that that raises is, is that the uprising of the Warsaw Ghetto, is that the only behavior, is that the only response of Jews that we will honor, that we will commemorate? What of those Jews who, for example, maintain their faith during the Holocaust and after the Holocaust. That surely is as great, if not greater, an act of heroism. What of those who survived and then somehow found within themselves the strength to rebuild lives filled with children and futures and joy and life isn't that an incredible, I would say, miraculous form of heroism? And many, many other models and forms and expressions of heroism is choosing the 27th of Nisan as the day of Yom HaShoah somehow an indictment of those who did not fight back of those who showed other kinds of heroism. And it is discomfort with those questions that leads some to be uncomfortable commemorating the Holocaust this Wednesday night and Thursday. There's no question in my mind that the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, those who participated, planned, led it, advised it, participated in it, died fighting for it, were unbelievable heroes. As well as other partisans who did fight back. And we now know there were many places when Jews did rise up and did fight back. Often, we did not originally have the information because, of course, they were killed. Their courage should inspire all of us forever. And they should be honored 
and memorialized. And that's why I fully participate in Yom HaShoah, in all of its various commemorations. At the same time, we must recognize there are many kinds of heroism, all of which were in evidence during the Holocaust, and all of which are deserving of respect and honor and commemoration. As I mentioned, here at Adath, we participate fully in Yom HaShoah, and we also utilize Tisha B'Av as a day to commemorate the Holocaust in saying kinos, the lamentations for the Holocaust, and in telling stories and other ways of commemorating on that day. We do both. Now, I would never say the following on my own. I would never use these words on my own. But I will quote Viktor Frankl, who, of course, went through the Holocaust and survived the Holocaust. And if anyone has the right to speak about heroism of the Holocaust, it's Viktor Frankl. So allow me to share these words. Viktor Frankl once said the following. He said, I'll never forget an interview I once heard on Austrian TV given by a Polish cardiologist who, during World War II, had helped organize the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. And the reporter said to this man, this doctor, what a heroic deed you have done, sir. And the doctor calmly replied to the reporter and said, listen, to take a gun and shoot is no great thing. But if the SS leads you to the gas chamber or to a mass grave to execute you on the spot and you can't do anything about it, except for going your way with dignity, this is what I would call heroism. Not my words, but words quoted by the late Viktor Frankl. This week, as we commemorate the Holocaust, we honor the memory of those who participated in the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising and other forms of uprise, heroic uprising, along with the memory of all of the other heroes of the Holocaust, in all of the forms of heroism, every one of them deserves our honor our memory, and our undying commemoration. My friends, I want to wish you a great day.
And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.